Day three of Mining Operation Kappa. The crew has really bought into the idea of being in Australia. They've even made a bet about who will be the first to see a kangaroo. Unfortunately, I think they will be disappointed. But what I've learned since that is that the crew works with each other regularly and that they always make a bet for good luck. If no one wins, they all pitch the money in for a round at the local bar. So it's a win-win for them. They keep telling me about this place they like. It's called The Chug. Apparently, it has a buffalo head on the wall and free pool on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Sounds kind of rough if you ask me. Anyways, nothing to report. We are 3.7 kilometers ahead of schedule. End of audio log 9. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, you guys? This is Brandon. And this is Blake. And this is your favorite video game podcast, the Sticky Buttons podcast. And actually, we're not just a video game podcast. We're just a podcast, the Sticky Buttons podcast. Just the Sticky Buttons podcast. Yep. We do talk about video games primarily, but sometimes it's all about the sticky buttons. Yep. Do you have any sticky buttons on your controller right now? I can't say that I do. No. Yeah. I, I just replaced mine on my on my Nintendo Switch. I did a little mod, Ooh. a little Switch mod. Have I talked about this on the pod yet? Not yet. You have. Oh, dude. Wow. Well, I'm making like a video right now to put up on our YouTube channel. And I basically like took all the plastic off of my Nintendo Switch and I replaced it with translucent plastic so it was like a kind of like a mod kit and it's so sick dude i love it man it looks awesome i'm just holding it up to the camera right now you can see like the whole back of it you should post oh, a it's so cool a little clip of the youtube video on our instagram well, you probably already planning to do that but i was not but i should that would be really cool actually the only thing that i have left to film for that youtube i have not taken any like sick photos or I want to do some like sweeping shots of the switch with like the plastic mod on it and also man like I just like taking apart the controllers like the joy cons it was it was really challenging man I I'm really proud of myself I like straight up like it took me like four hours and just like learning how to do it and like one day I had never I never knew what Imagine. was on the inside of these and then I like watched a YouTube video and I was like I can do that and well, I was like, I'm going to do it because I already bought the kit and I just like took it apart. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, dude, what did I get myself into? What did I get myself into? Dude, that reminds me of, of doing that exact thing as a kid with a lot of things, a lot of my toys and then just like giving up halfway. So I would end up with a lot of like scrap parts and I'd try to put them together, but it, it never, it never ended well for me. Yeah, I, I definitely. definitely had a focus issue from early on because you know, I couldn't focus to put it back together all the time. Yeah, man. That's the hardest part is putting it back together. I definitely, there's definitely a couple of toys that I scrapped as well, man. Just like taking it apart and then being like, oh my God, I don't know what, I don't remember this. Like yeah. I thought it would be, it was so simple as I was taking it out. But when you put it back together, oh man, all I got to say is it just feels so intimidating. But then like, once you do it once you, I mean, you could do it pretty quick. So the second Joy-Con that I did, it didn't take me as long. Also, the Joy-Con that I took apart first was the right Joy-Con, which has like a motion. I think they both have motion sensors in it. I don't really know how it works, but there's definitely an, an entirely separate ribbon cable in the right Joy-Con. I don't Maybe that's because of the home button. But yeah. then the other one has the screenshot button. I don't know. They both basically, they both have a couple layers 
and then like the I don't know. We don't got to get into this right now, <laughs> but basically, I got some fresh new buttons that have some gorgeous colors fitted into some translucent yellow plastic, and it's just so sick, man. Just looking at it, it just feels like awesome. I feel pr- so proud of it, you know. It does look really cool, and I'm also really proud of you for you know taking on that endeavor. Hey, thanks, man. And and now I'm thinking I kind of I kind of want to try it too on my switch. My switch could definitely use a makeover. Yeah, because especially, I don't know, like now that I've done it, I know that we talked about previously, I had some Joy-Con drift and I sent these into Nintendo. I totally could have done that myself. Like I could have replaced yeah. that myself. Also, I don't know, something that me and Brandon have talked about off the show, I had some major battery issues with one of my Joy-Cons and I no longer do. So the people at Nintendo didn't put it back together, right? They didn't just, they didn't connect my battery all the way, right? it wasn't holding a charge but it is now so i fixed it myself you got in there they can't fix it blake will fix it yeah well i don't know about that but <laughs> you guys you guys heard it here if you guys need to fix your joy cons sticky buttons pod you just gotta sign up for our patreon and we gotcha <laughs> yeah actually you know i'll be posting those videos so you can just watch my videos and you can do it yourself well step yep. step by step step by step guide Dude, actually, you know, while they were on this topic of Nintendo, man, did you see that they're putting the 64 games on the Switch? You you mentioned this to me a couple of days ago now. I'm so excited about it, dude. They're adding like these, like they're adding to the virtual, oh God, what is it? Like the, like, you know, they had the SNES and the NES yeah. games. They're now putting like the Sega, some Sega games and oh, also no. some 64 games. Or yeah, 64 That's going to be exciting. That's pretty cool, man. I'm I'm really excited because they have they're gonna put Ocarina of Time on there, and that's a title that I've never Ooh, played. That's a vintage, vintage one. And it's gonna be like a straight port. And I'm I'm really interested, man, because I just bought Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask actually for my 3DS, and I haven't touched them. So I I don't know which one I should play first now, because I've I've heard that like one of them's like a, like a better port, or I'm sorry, because they like. I think the one for the DS, they like totally remade it. And the one that's coming to the Switch is like just a port. Just a port. Yeah, you kind of, you probably want to play the port because it's just more like authentic. No, though, because it looks super, it looks, it looks a lot better on the 3DS. I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it more. We'll probably bring more when, because I think they're going to have like a separate Nintendo Direct about this kind of stuff, so. And I mean, for them to you launch a game for what thirty nine ninety nine, it had to, you know, it has to be worth it. Was that is that what they're putting it out there for? Well, I mean, that's what the three three DS games retail for now, like thirty nine ninety nine. Oh yeah, like yeah. That. I was gonna say, I was like, I'm pretty sure that they haven't announced it. No, no, yeah. You're. I think I paid like twenty seven bucks for it. So okay, because I think I, I bought it used at a used game store. So yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, but. I guess we'll be talking about that later. You know, I, I don't know. I kind of sprung that on Brandon. <laughs> we had this whole whole plan of what we were going to talk about today. I don't know. I was just excited for it, man. I, I love to hear about new things. Yeah, man. But cool. back on track, what's our topic this week, Blake? Uh, it's a game. It's a game you've probably heard of. It's a game you've probably played. And it's celebrating a 10-year anniversary this year. A decade. Wow. It's actually like, <laughs> when I heard this, I was like, what? Like, it's been a decade since this came out. And I definitely, yeah. definitely felt dated a little bit. 
TBH, man. I felt dated, but it it was, I don't know. So the game we're talking about today is Temple Run, the mobile classic, one could say. But yeah, do you want to tell us what Temple Run is if you don't already know? So Temple Run, is that a side scroller? No, it's not a side scroller because you're running straight. You're running like into the screen. So Yeah, I guess it would be like a third person. I don't God. Well, I guess it would be like a, would it be a third person platformer? But instead of like pressing a button to jump, you just swipe right or left or up. Or yeah, down. yeah I, I guess you could say that. I guess, you know, in a way, I guess it could be that. But if you, if you haven't played Temple Run before, essentially you are this adventurer who is running away from, is it, is it from a ball that's trying to roll you over? Oh, that would actually, that would have been really cool if that's what it was. Cause that's what the, in like Indiana Jones, that's like the iconic scene. He's like running out of a temple and like the ball's coming down. What is it that you're running away from? In it's like these like weird monkey things with like the white faces. Do you remember oh, those? Okay. These things are so creepy. Yeah, so you're running away from these like creepy monkeys. They really are creepy, man. They've got some whack faces. And you know, when you make a mistake, they you either you. fall fall off the map or they're gonna get you. Oh, actually, if you they're like some oh, what are they called? Like roots on the ground. And if you hit a root, you like stumble and you can see them, they get like right on top of you. They get closer. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, dude. I mean, I don't know if we mentioned this, but we're in we're in spooky season, man. It's October. Spooky. It's uh, I guess it is kind of a spooky game now that I think about it. It's pretty dark, dark and draft, I would say. It's the vibe. And I mean, I love how it gets faster as you progress because it really like ups the ante and mm-hmm. makes it that much more impressive the higher up you go. And you like collect these little coins. And then when you so basically like you pretty if you've never played it, you pretty much die. I mean, you die within like a minute or two. Like, it's really hard to keep it up because it just, like Brandon said, it just keeps getting faster and faster. And you get these coins and then eventually you can upgrade your character to where the coins become like different colors once you get to a certain distance and you can upgrade the upgrades that you can find over the map. Like there's invincibility, there's like a magnet and the coins get drawn to you. And it's a cool game. Like straight up, obviously, like, I mean, it's been 10 years, but. And I guess maybe we can tell the story of like our first experiences with it, but I've definitely downloaded it here and there a couple times over the decades just to like check it out for a week or two or like play it and then be like, dang, like I, I can't, I got to delete this. I'm either playing it too much or haven't played this in a month. So <laughs> it, it really is like both of them. But the thing that kind of like brought this up is Aaron and my, my girlfriend and I, we, when we're on the train, we always do like temple run competitions. Like if we're on like a, long metro ride it's awesome but do you want to do you want to tell us about your first experiences with this game so like when you first played it it was on the ipod that i had gotten for christmas and i was just iPod touch yep i was exploring the oh, that's app where store. i played it man exploring the app store just getting to know all different types of games what was your favorite ipod touch game probably like balloons tower defense good one <laughs> it's probably unsurprising but Mine was the Call of Duty Zombies. The Call of Duty Zombies. (laughs) I actually, I re-downloaded that recently and tried to play it on my backbone, but it's such an old app. They don't, they don't have a controller support for it. Damn. But yeah, it's definitely, I was like, I'm not going to play this with touch controls, but I would definitely do that on lunches. I would play that COD Zombies on my iPod. But yeah, man, Temple Run, dude. I think my first experience was just like checking it out. And I, I actually distinctly remember 
So we had like in my high school, we had like breaks. I don't really remember what they were called, but you would like basically you'd get like 15 minute, like a 15 minute break in between periods, like once a day. And we would go out into like the hallway and just sit on the benches. And like, there would always be like a ton of us, a ton of guys just like playing temple run. And like that lasted for like a whole week, probably honestly longer, but like everybody, like when it came out, everybody was just playing temple run. Like what's your high score? And oh man, we would always try to like match each each other, you know? Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I was ever, uh, ever a champion at, at Temple Run. Yeah, they got pretty decent. You're probably better at Flappy Bird. Actually, dude, I really sucked at Flappy Bird. I, I didn't really like it very much. I was, I was all right at Flappy Bird. I think, honestly, dude, I'll be straight. I think my record was like 11. Is that good or bad? That's horrible. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good for, hey, for me. I'm, I'm not the biggest Flappy Bird guy. I'll just yeah, say you're, <laughs> you're not a Flappy Birder. Not a flappy birder, man. Not a flat earther either. Not a, that sounds like something Jules would say. Shout out. To <laughs> oh man, oh, that guy's goofy. That guy's a character. Is he still work there? Of course, dude. I was just having an dude, argument. He's gonna work there till the end of time, man. I'm, dude, he's gonna work there longer than you and I will be alive. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We were having an argument today about we were talking about graveyards and whether or not there's negative energy at graveyards. And he was telling me all the shit that he's done at graveyards. And I was like, I was like, Jules, that's not stuff you tell people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's respectful, man. I don't like going in graveyards. I mean, some people are a spooky season, man. It's bringing it out. Some people, some really people are love it, that man. type of time, and dude. I don't know, man. I per- yeah, same. I mean, I, I like, I kind of like spooky season, like a little bit. I per- I'm, I'll be honest. I prefer the pumpkin lattes and the colored leaves. Yeah. And the, the pumpkin patches. That's more my, my autumnal vibe. But hey, man, some people like they live for the spooky stuff. And if you are like more power to you, man. Yeah. Dude, maybe we should do like a spooky, a spooky games episode. Ooh, I was thinking, I was pondering on that a couple of days ago, but. What would you bring to the table? Probably Skyrim. I think Skyrim is a pretty spooky game. It has vampires, werewolves. It has elves, like all types of creatures, dragons. I think it's pretty fucking spooky, dude. Caves, really scary caves, really scary arachnids. Bro, you're making me want to jump into this right now. (laughs) Just so many different, like, crazy things that can fucking happen in Skyrim. It's not. I love that engine. Mm, I'm going to have to jump into that after we're done here. And dude, when you turn on the mods and you like can make the world easier. Can you turn on the, the mods in like on PlayStation? Yeah. They integrated it. Yeah. So oh, I didn't can, know you could do that. And that that just brings the game to a whole nother level. But I definitely recommend to run through the game like legitimately first. Just try your best to like play legitimately and then venture off into then mods. Adam, yeah. yeah. Do you do the fishing mod? No. I, I try that's honestly I try not to play with mods like that. Only like occasionally whenever i'm like just curious about a mod that i'll see on youtube dude funny that you bring that up man there's this there's actually there's this game it's kind of in the zeitgeist right now and i really want to check it out it's a game that used to be a skyrim mod have you heard of this game do you, you would know if you if you based on what i just said if you knew about it you would know a game that it's used, called the what is it called it's called the, it's called the forgotten city have you heard of it oh man so 
I, I really want to check this out. So I guess basically, I guess it used to be a Skyrim mod and then the, it was like developed by like three or four people. And I guess they were like, Hey, this is like really good. Like maybe this is almost could be potentially better than what's in the Skyrim game. And they were like, they, I don't know if they cut it as a, as a mod, but basically they were like, we're going to turn this into our own game. And I think I don't know how ever 10, 10 years later, they just released it this year and it's like Whoa. out right now. And people are like, I've, I've heard it's that on it's PlayStation mm-hmm. here. Let me see how much what? it is. Cause I don't, I don't think it's very much. Cause I think it's literally developed by like four people. Dude, I'm going to buy that. <laughs> it's like a time loop kind of. So I've, I've heard about this a little bit actually. Yeah. It, it was received critically. It was received very well. Not that that matters too much, but I think that, basically the premise is yeah it's only 40 bucks Sheesh. so you could get this on ps5 a ps5 version for 40 bucks and i think basically like in, basically instead of it being in skyrim i think now it's in like the roman empire and i don't i haven't really played it so i can't speak for it but it's like the idea of it really intrigues me because i guess basically you're in a city and if you sin everybody in the city dies and that's the premise and like you're caught in a time loop and if some you basically have to figure out how to break the loop but i that's all i know about it and then all i know is that if if you sin but i don't know i don't know how the sin is defined like i don't know if that's in the game i have no idea but that's i just think that's like a crazy cool concept yeah, that sounds really awesome dude i i might just buy that instead of no man's sky what do you think i should buy tomorrow should i buy no man's sky or that game? no man's sky Okay. All right. I think you, I mean, I haven't played uh, the Forgotten City, but maybe I'll feel differently. I was actually, I'm still really excited to check out No Man's Sky because you said it's really similar to Minecraft. Yeah, man. I, dude, I'll be honest. I've wanted to play this game so much. And I, I'm like, actually, you know, we can talk about this right now. I have been like maddeningly trying to figure out how to stream off of my, my PlayStation 5 so that I can start like streaming this from the beginning of the game. Cause I, I want my like experience to be like recorded and I like want you guys to be able to li- like see it and listen to it. And also like, it can be an intimidating game to start out with. They just throw you into it. So I really want to have that out there. Like, Hey, it's not that hard if you do this, this, and this like right off the bat. And I really want to put that out there, but I just, I, for the life of me am having so many problems figuring out how to stream off of my thing. So I might just have to do like a straight up recording and put it on our YouTube, which I mean is where I wanted it to live anyways, but I dude, it's been, it's been so challenging. Like I, I really thought this was going to be like such a streamlined process and it really unfortunately hasn't been, but it is what it is, man. You know, we're, we're going to figure that out. And unfortunately we don't have that done. And like, we were really wanting to do that already but we'll figure it out we will get there we will figure it out we might have to just record find a way to record our gameplay and then post it after yeah use twitch i mean we'll figure something out yeah definitely yeah i've been having problems with twitch too man i actually i don't know man i feel stumped it's a i just feel stumped i don't i don't know i feel like i'm a pretty pretty good tech guy too and I'm not like the best. You know? <laughs> decent. The way you said that team. was just so funny. <laughs> you were just like, I feel like I'm a pretty good tech guy too. <laughs>
Hey man, that's just where I'm at. This is where I'm at with that. <laughs> I think it's one of those things you just have to put down for today and just pick it up. Somewhere. Oh yeah, I've I put it down and picked it up three or four times. So well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. But yeah, I think we're honestly, dude. We've we've kind of been beating around the bush here a little. I mean, at least I have. I mean, we've been talking about all kinds of these topics. There's really something. There's a main event here that there there is a main event that we've kind of been alluding to, and I just, dude, I got to get into it, man. Yeah, let's cut the cheese. Let's get right to cut the, it. Cut the cheese. We're going to talk about Hyperlight Drifter today. Obviously, Temple Run was kind of our topic, but I beat Temple. You can't beat Temple Run. Yeah. I beat I beat Hyperlight Drifter. And oh my God, Brandon. Dude, I'm just going to say it. I think it's a masterpiece. That's high praise. Yeah. Yeah, man. It is. And I'll be honest, dude. Straight up, like playing this game, playing Hyperlight Drifter, like in its entirety, like really felt like a religious experience for me. You felt this, you felt the spirit playing that game. Yeah. I just felt, it just felt like a religious kind of like, I don't know, man. It just felt like this was like, you could see the passion and the human connection and the human story in this game as you were playing through it. And like there, I mean, this game, there's a lot, a lot going on and we'll kind of go over what this game is. And I have some gripes with it as well, but just like, playing it through in its entirety felt like a love letter to video games and where they came from and what they are now. And just like that, like, Oh man, it's like hard to put into words, dude. I've, I've literally, I've written so much just to like try and get my thoughts out on it. And like, now that we're talking about it, I'm like choked up. You should sing about it. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> But man, dude. Okay, so I guess maybe because I'm I'm really struggling here. Yeah. I think let's just talk about what this game is, and yeah. then hopefully I'll I'll find what I'm trying to articulate. So it's kind of like a a 2D isometric adventure game, and it's got like a pixel art style. And you go around as this character, and you're the drifter. As I've dived into some lore, and I found out that's like the name of the character is like the drifter. And we've talked about this a little before. There's pretty much, there's not a single word in this game. Like in the universe, like in the game you were playing, there's not a single word. And it's a, depicted through uh, pictographs. And as I've played through it, like also you feel the emotions through the songs and the, the music of it. And the game really does like a great job of like when you're doing something obviously like reflecting the action, like when you're in like a high action kind of thing or kind of situation while you're playing it, it reflects that when you're playing, but then also in the down moments in between this crazy fight you just had, but the lead up to finding something that's going to trigger like one of the many cutscenes, which are always the same for the most part, that you kind of see the same, like when you start the game, you kind of see, this vision and that vision is the cutscene. You, but little by little, you start to pick up on more and more of what it means, and it it's just such a journey. Like straight up, man. Like this game is hard, and you start out. And I one of the reasons I originally bounced, I was like, man, I just suck at this, and I like, I didn't want to like spoil it for myself, so I didn't want to watch like a walkthrough or anything. I did watch a walkthrough for like a little bit because I. I <laughs> I wanted to like find things naturally and I definitely got like the right upgrades and stuff and I kind of stumbled and I 
found my way through this world and there are three three main bosses before you get to the fourth area which okay also so like when you start out into this game you can go north east and west like there are three areas that you can go to and I did read like a non-spoiler guide and they were like hey if you can't figure out where to go in this area go to another area so I checked out the east and the west and I did went to the east first and I don't know I felt like I should I don't know it's just the one I ended up in earliest and I was really struggling there and then I went to the the west which is probably the hardest. The West is the hardest for sure, I would say. And I made it all the way to the boss, which is the hardest boss in the game. I would, I would honestly say that the, the first boss that I came up to is probably harder than the end boss. And I just didn't have like any of the upgrades or anything. So I just got like annihilated. I truly like, I was like, how am I ever going to do this? And it just felt like literally hopeless. And then I was like, oh, I didn't even know I could go to the area in the north. So let me try that. And I like did all of the north. I like beat the boss of the north and like got some more upgrades. You find these secrets throughout the world and you find. So there are like secrets that you find. There's like gear bits to upgrade your items. There's like these monoliths that you you read kind of. But like, like I said, like there's no language in this game. So it's kind of like it's in a different language which we should come back to that because that's really cool. I want to talk about that. And you like kind of see this language that you're finding, but like you can't actually read it because it's not in English. And then you also find these, I guess those are, I don't know. There's like two kinds of things you find. There's like, you find those, I guess maybe, yeah, monoliths are probably a good word for it. And you like find these texts and then you find these pillars and you have to like stick your sword in the ground and these like pillars get elevated. And there are eight of those per area. And then there's like an eight, you have to open all of those before you can go to the this door that's locked behind like the eight eight pillar door and it's it's really cool like it's really and there's a lot of symbolism and you can pretty much figure that out as you're going through it like it is i actually watched a documentary after i beat it on how they made it and they and like it's very it's like so intuitive it's like kind of what we said earlier like you despite there being no language you like instinctually know what's going on and it's very cool because they what they did is they they really replicate the the imagery of what you're trying to do, which is the tri or the diamond. And you can fit the eight things inside the diamond. And yeah, it's really cool. It, it's very, it's really an awesome story. Well, I mean, like obviously, well, the story, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> but man, it's just so fun because like you straight up you suck and you have like a gun that doesn't do a ton of damage and you have a sword. And then you can get an upgrade that lets you phase and it's, it was so hard. I guess it's like dash really. And like, at first you just, you can barely chain two dashes together. And then eventually you can get better and better at that. And there's like a room where you can practice at. I think I've gotten to like 24 dashes in a row, which is, I think it's pretty good. But in the, in like the grand scheme of things, you have to get a hundred in a row in order to open like a secret door. And then there's another one that you can open a secret door if you get 800 in a row. <laughs> which is just insane. So, I mean, theoretically you can do that forever in this room and it's got like some cool things, but yeah, man, straight up, like you are going on this journey trying to explore and you just suck at the game little by little, like you truly get better at it through both like repetition and also like getting better upgrades and stuff. And then by the end, like you're just, 
I mean, like, it's still challenging. Like you really have to focus, but like, you kind of feel like a boss. Like, you feel so good after you learn how to do it and learn the combat and man, it's just awesome. And like, it's so beautiful too in this like pixel art style, like what they can, what the creators like depict, man. It's so cool. It is such an awesome world because there's four areas. There's east, south, or I'm sorry, east, west, north. And then after you beat the bosses of all three of those, you can go south. So I ended up going north, east, and west after I had like gone to the east and the west and I couldn't like quite figure it out. Which boss gave you the most, most trouble? Definitely the one to the west. The one to the east is actually the easiest, but I there's an upgrade that you get that lets you deflect bullets. And you can really, I got that after I went to the north. I, after I went to the north, I had enough gear bits to buy that. And then I went to the east. And in the east, there's a lot of enemies that shoot at you with like ranged weapons. And once you can deflect those, it makes it so much easier to beat through that area that I just like, after going north and then going east, I like ran it. It was so cool, man. And that really felt so good. I really seriously, like, I probably spent a couple hours like trying to beat the boss in the west and I just couldn't do it. And I like went to another area and then I like beat the boss to the east in like three tries. That felt really good. Yeah, dude. Like, so what I was kind of getting at is it truly just feels like so special and kind of something that I like wrote down that I wanted to talk about. And I, I think this is like really cool. It's like this, this game, it kind of feels like a reflection on our own mortality. And it's kind of like, there's a lot of, so like, there's like the classic archetypes of like what a story is. And there's like man versus man, man versus God, man versus self and man versus environment. And I know it sounds crazy, but I really feel like this game has it all. Like you're fighting man v man with like people that have similar abilities to you, man versus God. Like you were like the bosses, just some of them just feel like so unobtainably hard, especially if you go into them, not really knowing what you're doing and not understanding like your upgrades and stuff. And then there's the man versus self. One thing that we haven't touched on is like, it's very clear that you are sick that you are being you are affected by an affliction and that is kind of reflection on the creator alex preston having continual heart failure and he's like literally dying and that's that is so cool to have that like personal connection in it and man it's crazy just that part of it when you're playing through it you just really feel it and like i was saying like the the music just like really hits on your emotions and you, I think that I've, I think that there are like studies out there and they say that music can make you feel emotions better than any words can. Have you heard that? I haven't heard that, but I can definitely like guess that from like my experiences with music. Like music is, is very powerful and, you know, I, I love the fact that like a composer can join the team of you know game designers and really play a huge role in you know the execution of the game it really like there are so many working parts to this and they all just like mesh so together and you can truly like see like the love and the passion for video games in this and but yeah like what i was saying it really feels like man versus man, like man versus God, like man versus self. You're fighting yourself this whole time because you're sick. 
and then like the environment too like it's trying to kill you like there are environmental things that'll happen like there are tiles that'll just fall out from under you or there's some like challenges like the things that gave me the most trouble in this game were the dash challenges which is where you have to use your we have to use your multi-dash to go over different environmental things that will kill you if you get hit by them and some of them I could kind of cheese a little bit because if I like had the right amount of health packs, if I got like hit on something, I could just heal up and then keep going. But there's one dash challenge at the end where if it, the environmental challenges, the floor falls out from under you. And I just like sat there, like so there's so many times in this game, like where I've just been like so frustrated and I just couldn't do it. And I had to like take a step back and be like, okay, I know that if I'm going to beat this challenge, I have to get better at this multi-dash. And I went to this room where you can pretty much do unlimited multi-dashes. And I was like, I I just would sit there and practice for like an hour. And then I, and like, it's crazy that you have to do that. And like, you really have to like learn the skill set for this to like be able to beat it. And it, it really is like a time commitment. It's also like, it's very challenging, but it's so rewarding. Like I said, man, it, it felt like a love letter to video games because you could seriously, and like, it felt re- like a religious experience for me because it felt like I was seeing a modern reflection on old games used to be like, they very clearly say that their inspiration for this are like the old Zelda games, which for a lot of people that are older than us that, that grew up with those games, like they're like, those are the best games, those like isometric adventure games. And like, I've kind of gone back and like, I played a couple of them and it just feels like if they were going to do something in that style, put it in a modern time, it just feels like it's executed so well because in those old games, you just have like a slash and then you have like other abilities and stuff. But in this one, you have like this really cool slash and you have this really cool dash and then you get combos where you can use them together. And then there's like another combo where you hold down this charge attack and then the sword will become this like huge sweeping thing. And it has like its own cool design to it. And as you get further in the game, you pick up different costumes, like customizations for your outfit, outfit customizations. And I have like a gold sword now. And it's just so cool. I'm like playing this game that's like very bleak and very dark. And I'll just do like some really cool moves with my gold sword and like gold cloak. And it's just, it just feels so awesome. And the imagery, it just really makes you feel connected to it because it's nothing's explicit. It's all implied. And you can really like, it's really up to interpretation how you view that. And it really just feels like this is a modern iteration of all of those elements that made game design and like what games are today. I feel like I'm, I'm explaining this. I'm, I'm having a hard time doing this. Like, you know how like modern art, if you go to a museum, there's like modern art and there's the shape and it's like just the shape or just the color and it's like the lines and people be like anybody could do that you know that's like a lot of people's critique of modern art like anybody could do that like jackson pollock he just threw paint at a canvas you know or wow this they just painted like lines like they just made a graph or that's just a circle like a red circle and it's it's not because it was so and the reason those are beautiful and why we like them is not because anybody could do it. Like, obviously they have to be visually appealing, but we like them because it breaks it down. It breaks art down into its simplest form. And I feel like at the heart of 
pretty much every game that we play today, that heart and core is the 2D isometric adventure game. And it just feels like that was just scaled for me in like a modern version and where I could truly like appreciate what that was and everything about that that specific genre. And it just felt like so cool to like finally be like, oh my God, like I'm lost in this. And also like, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I personally think the art style, I love the pixel art style. I think it's gorgeous. I actually, while playing it, I had somebody pass me and they're like, that looks like garbage. Why are you playing that? It's a stylistic choice. And I think it's, I think it's gorgeous, but I guess like you also, you have that emotional connection now that you've been playing it, you know? So I think that that's crazy too. Cause I definitely like, I was like, oh man, this, this looks a little rough. Like when I first started playing it, but then after getting into it, like not at all. I, I think it's like so stunning. And honestly, dude, I think this is a masterpiece. Like, I think this is one of those games that anybody should experience. I mean, it goes, it does go with saying it, it is very challenging. And I think that that challenge kind of aids to it too, because then you can also put your own experiences while playing the game into the the story of it too, because it's so opaque. I also had like a really good experience, you know, playing a little bit that I did, you know, just hearing how much it really left an impact on you. Just makes me want to get back into it. How many hours have you played roughly? Yeah, so I I did I meant to meant to say that in my I checked my switch right before we got on. It was about 40 hours. So I mean that's not crazy. Like I think I guess the speed runs of these things are 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 very fast, obviously. But I mean there's really only four areas. So if you if you break it down into those four areas, like you've got four areas, you have to find eight pillars, four monoliths, and four keys and there are a lot of things that open up after you beat certain areas like you can't get to the south until you've killed the the bosses from the north east and west and then you can go down into the south and oh man this it's like the south is just set up so differently too because in the in the east the west and the north you'll be walking on these paths and you'll you really have to like explore it and to find like the there's so many branching paths and there's so many secrets hidden within those branching paths. It then there's always enemies coming at you and the enemies themselves. Like if you have one enemy isolated, like any one enemy isolated is really not that challenging, but they just, because it's in, it's not necessarily the most complex game. So they just throw so many at you and it's very easy to become overwhelmed. And if you get hit, it kind of like puts you into this, like, animation where it like takes you a second before you can move and get out of there yeah and you can get hit once or twice more inside of that and i'm at the point right now i've i've upgraded everything there's only one thing that i can get that i can upgrade but i already have enough to upgrade it and i'm really excited for that i i don't know exactly what it is but i think i know what it is and and if it is it's gonna be really cool so also like not to, not, I will not spoil the ending here, but when you, when you finish the game, like that is a definitive end to the game. And then if you hit continue on your save file after viewing the credits, you're basically put right before you fight the boss again. So okay. I, I might, honestly, I might do that again 
after I do some other things. So there's a couple other things that I can do before I, well, I mean, I've already, already beaten the final boss, but like before I'm like done, there are like a couple other things that I can do. And this, so if you weren't familiar, this game was crowdfunded by Kickstarter. That's kind of how they originally got this out there. And I think it originally came to like PC and Steam and then other platforms. And I think most recently it came to the Switch, which is what I'm playing it on. And I got like a special version on the Switch. And because it was a Kickstarter, they had, they did stretch goals. And one of the stretch goals was very clearly a, we'll add a mini game <laughs> into this. I mean, I could go and find it if I wanted to find all the stretch goals, but there, there is like a soccer mini game. So it's actually, it's really kind of funny. Basically you have to score 10 goals on this little kid before he scores 10 goals on you. And it's very much like set up kind of like a boss fight. And it, it his dad is really hard. I get creamed every time I play soccer against this kid. He's really, he's really good. It's really cool. So I think you have to, you have to be maybe, I don't know if you might have to be all four areas. Actually, I apologize. There, there are four bosses. I, I don't know if I mentioned this. There is a boss in the South that you have to beat as well. And then there are, then there's this door that after you find all 12 keys, there's a 12 key door. So basically, like I said, there's like keys and monoliths and like pillars. And there are doors that you can only get to in like, like the east, the west, the north and the south. They have these doors and you can only get to these doors once you have the keys. Like, cause it'll have like a certain amount of keys. And then you just, if you don't have the keys, you just got to come back to it. And they're hidden throughout the whole game. Um, there is a, like a 12 key door where you get a really cool outfit. And then I think there's a 10 key door or I'm sorry. Yeah. I think it is a 12 key door, that one too. And basically you get like put into this, like you basically have to climb a mountain and then at the top of the mountain you climb down and then there's like this really hard boss fight. Actually that might've been the, the hardest boss fight. And I think you just get like an outfit skin that one was really cool for for playing that one and then now i am in this like and i don't i mean like you can access it i think after beating all four areas maybe you only have to beat three but it's kind of like this arena challenge mode and basically there are four arenas and in these four arenas you have to beat a hundred enemies with four health packs so they like you can have up to five health packs, but they drop you in and you have none. And then they kind of like you got to collect them around the arena. And man, it's it's really tough. I was playing it a little bit this morning. I, I was trying to get one of four and I, I got to 97 enemies wow. and I got got. And I was so mad because I thought it was going to be over like way sooner because they don't really present it and they present it in this way where it's like, you think you're halfway done, but you've only gone a quarter of the way through. So I, cause I thought it was, it's 10 stages. And so like, obviously like if they put 10 enemies in every stage, that's what it would be, but it's not, it's the first stage is like two enemies or three enemies, depending on like how the dice rolls and man. And the, the last one has about 30. And I just, I was so sad because there are like, there are times where you like, you just have to be so on in this game. Like the combat really is challenging, but like, you just feel so good when you're done with it. And they do like this, your character does like a really cool animation where he like twirls his sword and thrusts it into the ground. And 
Oh man, it's sick, dude. It really is. I honestly like after finding out that you could get like customizations and getting like a couple of those, I was like, oh, I'm in this game now. So like I I mean, because I'm I'm a little bit colorblind, as you probably as I've said it before. Yeah. I didn't really love the outfit color that he had. It kind of just blended in with everything. And I actually like sometimes I would do I would like phase and then I would be like, I can't see you. I actually thought that too, and I'm not colorblind. Yeah, it, it can be like as soon as you get like a an outfit and I like change into a different color, I was like, oh my God, like I'm so, yeah, it makes it so much easier. Like just being able to see, like see yourself better. Imagine. Yeah, but it, it's really, I mean, like I said, I think this game's a masterpiece. Like it, it definitely was challenging, but I'm, I'm really glad that I, I'm glad that I put the time in and saw it through. Like it really was that rewarding. Cause I mean, nothing beats it, man. Like once you, like put the time in and you actually get better at this like skill of this video game and just like effing up some enemies, man. Like it just, it just feels so good, dude. Especially in an area where you've gotten like beat down before beating that boss that like really tore me up. And like one of the things that they like really got me, like they have this really good gun. And then like, that's what you get after beating the boss, you get their gun. And then it's like, you're just like this OP dude with this, badass gun that like you now oh man i swear to you like the like you don't get rewarded very often but like when you do it just like pays off so much it really is something and Uh, yeah it sounds useful yeah i don't want to say too much man because i i think i know what i'm gonna get once i get through those challenges but if it comes true I'll, i'll let you know what do you think it is i'm curious i think so I it's presented I because I have an empty gun slot so I think I'm gonna get another gun but I kind of like I was doing some like because I beat the game I was like oh I can spoil like I don't really care about spoilers anymore about any like seeing anything because like that's the thing like with this game like since the story is so opaque like seeing it and experience it is kind of like what the spoilers would be and I think did you did you buy this on switch yeah did you buy this special edition? No. Okay. Well, this wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to get this then. So I guess, I guess it doesn't matter to you. I think I'm going to get the ability to throw my sword. What? I don't know for sure though. I, I, cause I kind of saw like a logo or like kind of, and it kind of looked like it was my sword. And I was like, Oh my God, if you could throw your sword. That would be sick. Yeah. That would be sick. So I mean like, like seriously, like you get these like crazy cool, upgrades like where you start out to where you are at the end of the game it is very challenging to get one or two upgrades and you have to get the dash first it doesn't tell you that you got to be able to chain dash and like you got to get that one first i w- and i i did not this the upgrade that i would say to get second i didn't get second and after i got it i was like how much is that really going to matter and it just like totally changed the game I now think that's one of the key mechanics. It's the ability to do a charge attack. And I, I'll i be honest, playing through like Breath of the Wild, like you also get that ability to where you can like swing your sword around and do like a charge attack. I just think it looks goofy. I don't think it ever pays off. I don't really like it that much. So that's why I didn't buy it in this game. But man, that get the get your chain dash and then get the ability to do a charge, a charge attack. Because that really, that those two things, I would say, are probably the, the two most. Yeah, I can imagine that probably takes out a lot of enemies mm-hmm. at once. And it also, like, the charge attack, it also fills up your gun ammo if you're completely out. 
So mm-hmm. like pulling off one of those, it's like, it takes a little bit to figure out how to do it good, but I mean, it really makes, it makes your life so much easier. So, and then I would say you should probably get the ability to hit like deflect bullets back at people. And then there's also the one where you like slide through enemies and you can do like an, you can do an attack while you're dashing and you can go through enemies. Like that one's really useful. I use that one. Oh man. This game is seriously so fun. I would love to like, cause there's also like Brandon, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. I had to like, I did look up like a guy for parts of this and I, I would not have been able to find this out without watching a guide. There are these little symbols on the floor and they're, they're kind of like, it looks like they're a square within a square. Those symbols tell you that there's a secret around. And it's like, how the, how the heck would you ever know that that was there? But there are like little squares on the ground and they got like a little square inside of them. And they're usually like right up next to a wall. And if you can do that, you can usually walk through the wall. Or if they're on something, like you can hit something and it'll reveal a platform. So like when you were you the button that you pick up health packs with, I think it's like you hold X. Yeah, I think you hold X. If you like walk up to one of those symbols, like over a cliff and like use it, it'll highlight these platforms that you would never know would, would be there. And it's just so cool to like be able to like phase over to those. And then you're like on a platform and then do like a little platform thing and, and then find like a secret. Like that is so cool. Yeah, man. Hyperlight Drifter. Definitely got to kind of get your hands on that side of the guys. I guess like just ending thoughts on that. Like I would just say like, thanks to everybody that was involved like that really, truly like that felt like a religious experience for me. So it just really, it was really special to play through that one. Those people are heart machine studios. Yeah. They really know how to do it. Thanks to everyone that was involved. It was honestly awesome experience. Do you have anything you want to say? Any games you want to talk about? Definitely want to talk a little bit about 2K because that's all I've been playing <laughs> recently. Just been studying for my, my exam, which on a positive note, I, I got 104. Oh, um, man. That's awesome. Congrats on that, dude. But I've just been playing my career games, you know, trying to get my badges, get my attributes up, going to the park, playing uh, Old Gen, which is like a 3v3 with random people. And it, it, I don't know, it's just, it's really fun to just get on the mic and and just get on the court with ran, two random people and try to catch a W. It's a real challenge sometimes. And I have some really funny, funny experiences there. Some good laughs. So definitely go there. You normally like talk to people on the mic when you do it? Yeah, because I mean, it's it's better when you communicate. You're probably going to, you have a better chance at winning. And then, like, the other team, obviously, is communicating and they're trying to win. So it's, like, you know, just competing. It's fun. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you're yeah. having a good time with it. Because I think you said the the last one really didn't didn't hit that it, well. Yeah, you know, we just wasn't, wasn't doing it for me personally. And now, like, all of my friends are playing this one on the program. So we, we can play, like, five on fives, which, you know, we couldn't do awesome. last time. And now we can have more people playing together at once. Do you like all kind of like get your own character? Yeah, we, we use our own my career players and you know we we get on there and we've all kind of picked different positions. So it's like a it's like a, a nice starting lineup. Although we're not That's we're not awesome. too good yet, though our chemistry's a bit off. We haven't <laughs> caught a W yet, but hey, you'll get there, man. We're working towards it. 
That's awesome, man, dude. I'm glad you're having a good time with it. Yeah. How's your career going? You want to tell me about your character? Yeah, my character, he's just really flashy. He's always he's always picking like the most rambunctious answer choice. And his handle on Twitter is sexy boy. It's S E X C B O I. That's how it's spelled. And so I'll have like Shaq tweet at me and it'll be like, Hey, at sexy boy, saw you block at Giannis Tecatumpo last game. Nice block. And it's just hilarious to like mess around with the weed like that oh man i didn't know that you had there was like that aspect to it you can change your twitter handle which is like something really random and i wonder how twitter found their way into 2k but they did that's so funny man so what kind of shoot shoe deals do you have in this one i haven't gotten a shoe deal yet because i just have not been playing enough my career (laughs) hey i averaged 26 points a game two blocks three assists yeah, I might be rookie of the year at this at this rate, Blake. So hope so, man. Yeah. What team are you on? I just got traded to the Knicks. I'm in my hometown, playing for nice. my hometown team. So we're gonna win a chip in my rookie year. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. So you pretty much stay with the same person, like so. Like after this season, you'll go into like a second season. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just gonna get this my career player to 99. Get all the badges. And then start working on my point guard because this is a small. Okay. How many seasons do you have to do to get to ninety nine normally? You you honestly you don't have to play my career game. You can just play in the park and just get to ninety nine that way. Yeah, it's just you just have to play enough and like do well so that you get more experience. It's like Call of Duty in a way. Like you Mm -hmm. just you get more points, you get more blocks, more rebounds, better teammate grade, you get more attribute points and whatnot so is it is it kind of like one of those things where it's like you the game doesn't really begin until you get to 99 or is it is 99 kind of like the end of it no it's it's neither it's just like it's just kind of like arbitrary not i mean yes and no like 99 it gives you a lot of advantages like you get a plus five attribute boost on everything and i think you get like you just get to flex more you get to like wear like a crown on the court and like you get to bump cool. you get to bump people off if someone's on the park and you're like actually I want this I want to get next you can bump someone off because you're you're level ninety nine oh wow and there's just like certain privileges and it's pretty, you can zip line straight into the courts from your penthouse apartment and that's cool <laughs> that's there's like a dope. bunch of stuff and I'm just listing off like things that I know but there's definitely more um, and it, yeah, that, that cool. sounds so cool man that's awesome they give you like all those kind of like all those things yeah I mean the park gets a lot of money man there's like competitions every year where they give out like a million dollars to the winner of like the I think it's like five on five teams or three on three teams that's crazy uh, dude a lot of people play the park because it's just like i said it's fun it's just a fun place to like get on you know for a lot of people it really is like they don't want to go out there and actually play that basketball so they just want to go to the park virtually that's what i've realized and and it's made me want to actually play basketball because i'm playing this virtual game but i really i find myself like dribbling now i'm like practicing my shot like shooting i'm like damn like i really need to get back on the court because i've been playing basketball since i was like 10 so it's just something that's ingrained in me and i do some of my best thinking on the court believe it or not 
Like when you're just like practicing or when you're actually playing? Yeah, just hearing the ball dribble and just hearing it hit the net. There's definitely yeah. something to be said about just like doing like physical acts, you know? I mean, like we kind of talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but just like when you're like doing something with your body, it really frees your mind, man. And you're flowing. Yeah, you, you got to be in that flow state too, yeah. You're flowing. You're not thinking too much. You're not really exerting too much energy. And yeah, do some do some of your best thinking in that state. I think I might have actually gotten the idea for uh, to do the podcast while I was in that workout flow state. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like, I love being in that mindset, man. Like, I recently, when I got back to New York, I, I joined a gym because I was like, I'm going to go crazy if I can't move my body. So, yeah, that's been really nice to just have, like, a place I can go to and de-stress and just get into that, like, flow state, move your body, you know. I'm glad you got your bike now too. So. Yeah, I just got my bike too. I haven't, I haven't busted it out, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Can I tell you this? It's kind, of, it's kind of been eating at me a little bit, and I don't know, man. I just feel like I gotta get it out there. I just, I gotta get this juju out there, man. So my girlfriend is like convinced that I'm gonna die biking in New York, and she's like, I think. Have we talked about this? I'm weak. I uh, we did briefly, yeah. I don't think the pods that oh, I man, did talk I, about. Yeah, maybe not, but oh man, actually I was gonna tell this story and now I'm wondering if maybe I shouldn't no nah, I started we're going we're gonna go here, man. Oh <laughs> I'm going go for it, man. <laughs> he really loves you. Oh, we yeah. had uh so me and me and my girlfriend, like we have a, a friend and she one of her like so there's a couple of people from our college that we know that like moved out to New York post-graduation. Not really necessarily like, not that they're not my friends, but they're like, they're more like Aaron's friends first, you know, because they're, they're musical theater people. And one of the ones that we're close with, she like saw somebody like get hit by a car on a bike, like her like third day in New York. And they're like, their head hit the sidewalk and, that person died and their brains went everywhere. They opened, like their pumpkin opened. <laughs> and she's like, she said that like part of the brain almost got on her shoe. And uh, that really messed her up, obviously. Yeah, that can mess someone who's never, ever seen that type of stuff. I've never seen that type Definitely. of stuff. That would probably mess me up, man. But yeah, like if you've never seen it in person for real. Yeah. So she she's convinced I'm going to die biking, but I'm. And I've I've actually man I've I've seen I've seen somebody get laid out on a bike before and they died but I did not know in the moment that they died biking like biking on the road it can be dangerous but I think I don't know man for whatever reason like that story got like brought up and now I'm just like yeah man like now I just feel like I don't want to like I, I'm scared to do it now and I feel like you can't go into something like that with some nervousness so no you really can't like, you like it- kind of, if you like manifest that like. I don't know, like if you're gonna go out surfing, like you don't think I'm gonna get eaten by a shark today, or you you won't get eaten by a shark. Yeah, exactly. You're touching on on something. There's a really good point. Like I don't know. I, I feel like we're we just we're frequency. We vibe on frequency, and like if you're th- going into something thinking those thoughts, you're attracting a certain frequency. You're allowing your brain to tune into a certain like sound. And it's just bringing you closer to like a certain reality. Yeah. And like, here's the thing, man, I'll be honest. I think I'm going to be fine because I, I can't tell you how many people I see biking in New York. And like, if I throw on, if I throw on some athletic gear, like I have some, I have 
some like biking shorts that have the funky designs that stick out. They've got the butt pad. You know what it is, dude? This is why I didn't want to talk about it here, but Aaron just doesn't want you going out and just, you know, being out in the city, biking, <laughs> you know? It's like Naomi. She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want you looking good at work. She's like, she's like, I, I don't care if you look crazy at work. Yeah, man, it's it's the tight pants, man. Everybody will be able to see my butt. That's yeah. what it is. She's like, uh, she's not even in the city to like, you know, keep you in check, dude. So it might be that, man. It I actually do that. I actually do my like after biking this whole summer, my legs, dude. My legs are ripped, man. They look good. My legs look yeah, good. Dude. You're a biker for real, dude. I can tell, and I'd love to bike with you because I bike crazy, man. I bike to Prospect Park, Central Park. Honestly, like if the weather's good this weekend, I think I'm going to go because I love the fall, man. I love working out in the fall. I love it when that like crisp, especially I love doing cardio outside in the fall because like when that crisp air gets inside your lungs and you get that like little sting. Oh, I just love that. And like when you're sweating, but like you don't feel like super hot and like your body is just like warm. Oh, I love that. I love that. So I'm definitely, I think I'm going to go this weekend if the weather's nice and I'm going to try and like a bike path that i've seen people go on so it's not it's like i don't really know what it is i think you have to i have to like go up a couple ramps and then i just i don't know i'll end up where i end up i guess i just have some fun i just always ride slow that's that's always do you ride on the streets or do you ride on like the things like the you know i'm talking about where they're like on the on the shores on the outside the bike lanes damn i'm trying to think of what they're called they're like parks but they have like but they run up along the river pretty much the whole they run on both sides of manhattan like on the island of manhattan there's like these parks oh i know the west end their western one east end one. yeah yeah and they like they go pretty they're like a yeah they go like the up the whole thing i think they're i mean manhattan's not that long i think they're only like a couple miles no yeah they're not that long and and no i actually don't really ride those too much unless i'm trying to like get to somewhere usually i bike i'm not like the type of biker who will like getting my gear on and like okay i'm gonna go for a bike i'm the type of biker who's like i'm gonna go buy some weed <laughs> let me go bike to my my friend's apartment in brooklyn and then i might go to prospect park after and just like <laughs> bike after a bit there and then go bike to get some food and then yeah, bike home. and so I should check it out, dude. And that way, I that way I bike a lot, like you know, just not thinking about it too much, just using it as a means to get by. But it also means that I don't get to explore much because I feel like if you bike just to bike, like my dad does, he puts on like his whole like the you know like the cycling jersey. I got it, bro. I've got the setup, man. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> yeah. He he gets. Does to he have the bibs? Does he have the bibs? Like the shorts that can they kind of look like overalls. Mm-hmm go up over your shoulder i think he does yeah i got some of those too <laughs> he goes hard dude and he actually drives his bike to new jersey and there's like i've maybe oh. heard of it there's like the new jersey turnpike like a lot of people ride there, like a lot of people and he's been going there a lot like really early in the mornings and riding doing like a, the 9w um, is it a nine mile ride i might be i'm not sure the 9w it's just he says yeah it's a I, wanna, lot of, I would okay okay i when i would go in the in the summer i could do I would do 10 miles in about like in under an hour. So I think if I did, I think my average one, I think I would do like 12 miles and it'd be like about an hour. So 
but yeah, I haven't done it in a while. So I think I'll just go out not really care about my pace too much and just see what it is, man. Yeah. But yeah, I do kind of want to use it as like a way to explore, man. Cause I, I think I'd, I think I'd really like to, to do that. Just bike in Manhattan. Dude, there's so much, or so many micro chasms in the city and you really get to like see them all on your bike. Like I bike through Jewish communities all the time like Hasidic Jewish communities because it's just really interesting to see see what their communities are like. And they're super like quiet and beautiful homes. I just love to observe like, you know, what it's like there. And obviously like I don't go out of I don't go out of my way to bike through their neighborhoods. It just so happens like their neighborhoods are near where like, near where I'm going a lot of the time. Yeah. Is that in Queens? That's on the way to Prospect Park. So it's in Brooklyn like around Prospect Park. Yeah, because the last time, I mean, last time I was in Queens, I noticed there was like a lot, like most, a lot of people drive out there, which is not yeah, necessarily I how it to, is in Manhattan. I want a car so bad, but my parents are just having me hold off delay gratification until I graduate, so. It's probably where the man, cars are weird, I, I don't know. I just, I love them so much. I feel like you're, I don't know, I, I don't want to say too much, I don't want to project onto you, but I really hope that if you get a car out here, like, I hope you can make, make use of it, man, because I, I like, I just know me, it's just, man, like, me and Aaron, we took a car out of the city, she, like, came in, she drove in, and it took us, like, three hours to get out of the city, man, like, the traffic just like, was bad that day, and it was an yeah, accident. No, it's just so much, it's a lot, but I just... I've been driving. I've been experiencing that, experiencing that my whole life. So that's yeah, so what, that's probably normal for you. But. That's what it is for me. You know, that's it's just like all right. If I have to sit here, I will sit here. You know, listen to my music in my car, just chill. Yeah. There's so many places you can like after you get past that like hump and you're outside of the city, like truly outside of the city, outside of city traffic, man. There's so many cool things around here that you could do, and I I want to experience some of those myself. So. Yeah, me too, dude. I could drive to yours and like. 25 minutes if i had a car yeah man that's that's one of the things like the upper manhattan and like the bronx and stuff like it's easy to like commute up in there so i right, dude, i want to see how long it's going to take me to bike to queens so we should check that out man so i bet it would really really trim it down <laughs> back to the podcast back to the pod for, yeah i forgot we were doing this <laughs> video so talk, games talked baby. about gk what else did we want to mention we talked about our topic Hyperlight Drifter. I actually, I have, I have a couple of things I, I could say. Yeah, let's, let's pretty much, I'll, I'll just keep it real quick and then we can end it up. Dude, I learned something about the fidelity of, I, I, gosh, this is so weird. So like, you know how like people are like super up in arms about the Pokemon Legends Arceus gameplay if it's been released on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh my God, it looks terrible. Like, I, I honestly, like, first off, like that's some BS. These games, like, they look great. Like, if I'm sorry, like, it's just not 4K. You know, the Switch, you can hold in your hand. It's just not going to be the same as a PS5 game. Right. And, like, you shouldn't just accept that for what it is, man. And, like, just don't get pissed about that. But also, just to piggyback on that, like, that's kind of like a sketch and still very early. It's like, yeah, it's not even done. It's it's not coming out for like four months now at this point. There's so much potential there. It drives me crazy, man. Like the graphic fidelity of something like you should not buy a game based on the graphic fidelity. Me, I just had one of the best experiences I've ever had in games. 
and it's a pixel it's like in a pixel art style like you know like you just yeah that's why we might go to war over chips because people care about graphics just a little bro and it doesn't matter just too much like yeah like a little too much it's like what is the obsession with trying to see things like like real life i don't know what it is yeah man i honestly like it's probably good that it's not that great because like the separation like i i don't know anyway uncanny valley yeah yeah for real the uncanny valley at all but i learned that the youtube actually like youtube makes it look worse because there's a certain fidelity threshold that you can't go above on youtube after like publishing like a video our VR video that we did, I had to like call up one of my buddies that like does video editing. I'm like, Hey, like, why can't like, what's going on here? Do I need to like change my settings? And he's like, yeah, like when you export this video, you need to change the fidelity to match YouTube settings because they changed, like they change a bunch of stuff. Cause I mean, I mean, they're the big, world's biggest streaming platform. So many people are watching that right now. You know, I personally watch a lot YouTube of content. Today. Yeah. There are endless amounts of content on YouTube. So YouTube has its own special fidelity. So whatever you're seeing from YouTube, that is not what the game is going to look like on the Switch. Just like, it's just won't. Like it'll look better because YouTube drops its fidelity. Also, like you shouldn't care about that too much. Like these Pokemon games, they started out in black and white as a 2D isometric adventure game. Actually, they're a role-playing adventure game. Yeah, man, honestly, that might be why... Hyperlight Drifter is resonating so much with me too, man. Like my first like gaming experiences, like isometric view, like looking down at it all. Like, I don't know. Like I said, man, I love that game. But yeah, man. Also something that I really wanted to talk to you about, man. Well, I guess, I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to say on Pokemon Legends Arceus or anything like that? Well, I'm, I can't wait for that game, but I'm about ready to wrap it up. Yeah. I'm about ready to wrap it up too, man. Yeah, well, I'll just save the rest for later. But on the on the Pokemon Legends Arceus and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, they have actually a lot of the questions that we had in our speculation video, a lot of those have been answered now. And I think that's really cool. Awesome. Some of the big ones like for me was for Pokemon Legends Arceus, like there was at the time when we had recorded that there had been no confirmation of like PvP Pokemon battles, which is like person versus person, like that hadn't been confirmed which it has been confirmed now. Like there are certain people that you're going to fight. And there's also, did you see the trailer, the new trailer that they released for this? The Pokemon Legends Arceus? No, actually I haven't like set, like I, oh, I, man. I clipped it. They, they have like, they say they're like, you're going to have to battle. I don't remember what they're called, but basically you're going to have like boss battles against like these huge Pokemon. And that looks super sick. I'm excited for that. Dude, I'm so excited for that game. I just can't wait to see what it's going to be and like what the iteration is, you know? Yeah. And for us to review it and just talk about it, I, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, man. Everything Pokemon, you know, honestly, anything Pokemon, you better believe we're covering yeah. it. You got to love it, man. And then, yeah. So, like, they also confirmed for Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, the HMs, like, they're going to be on your Pokétech, which I didn't, I always, or I'm sorry, it's your Poketch. I always thought it was called Pokétech. And it's Poketch. So that's like the Poketch, which is like the watch thing you have in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So basically you're going to click on it on your watch and then a local Pokemon will come and do it for you. So you don't have to teach it to anybody in your party. So that's super cool. Super excited for that. That is awesome. Yeah, man, I'm about to end it up. I'm good to end it up. We had a, a long episode today. Talked about a lot. 
Yeah, we did. But it was a good one. I feel like we got a lot of good stuff out, man. I can't wait for this new zombies map. We're gonna talk about that soon. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about that next time. Like Are we about to play that right now? I'm down. I'm down to run like a quick, you know, whatever we can do until I do like 15 in X file. Yeah, I just kind of pack real quick. I don't know if you mind. Yeah, no, you're good, man. I haven't eaten yet. All right, so and this is uh that's how the sausage is made, Peel. Yeah. Peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Sticky buttons pod. Um, yeah, I mean, we're ending this up. So really quick, I just want to say thank you for listening. We haven't, we haven't rambled about New York in a while. <laughs> and these last two episodes, man, they've been very sticky buttons. Yeah, they have. I just seriously, like, thank you so much for listening. Like, we, we really appreciate it. And it's really is just like a creative process for us where we kind of just do whatever. And it, it really means of the world to us that anybody would listen and especially listen to us ramble about these things that we love talking about. So I guess, I don't know, just, I've just been feeling thankful for everyone that listens um, recently. So just thanks for that. Yeah. I just want to say thank you as well. It's really a blessing that we're able to do this and have, have you guys tune in. I really, really appreciate that. Please check out our Instagram, interact with us there, reach out with us there let us know if you have any questions, you know, we, we really would appreciate just getting to know some of you guys and interacting with some of our listeners yeah yeah absolutely we, we would love that thank you so much for tuning in and, and see you guys in episode 39 yeah talk to you soon bye